watching i want to say the world news cdc said unvaccinated is 97 percent more likely to die from covid <laughs> how much more 97 you know what watching the news at this point and when i hear the covid numbers y'all know i just giggle right. because they get so extreme because their whole agenda is to get everybody vaccinated so this shit is mad misleading, dog. This shit is mad. It misleading. is. And then I was telling them on the other line, I'm like, there's a show I watch called Grand Crew. Okay. Regardless of what the show is about, one of the episodes, they were talking about how there's so much bad stuff going on in the world and there's so much negativity being, you know, propagated via the news channels. And sometimes you got to unplug from that shit. And then there was a character on the show that was staunchly against tapping in with any of that in the first place. And they talked about the trade-offs they're in. Like, you can't over-consume it, and you can't not consume it at all if you want to stay informed. Nigga, you got to know the weather, at least. Uh, but it's just interesting, man, because they are taking advantage of people's undivided attention around this bitch. No, so, and, and part of that, the reason it came up is because now they have um, a vaccine for babies. I did hear that, and I heard that they were, like, trying to get, um, like, expedite the approval process for it to go under five so if you got elders you got middle-aged you got adults you got 12 and up then you got five to 12 now you're passing for under five that means anybody can get it G. everybody yeah everybody can get it and they can and make everybody too if it's available on the market for everybody so but the other statistic with that is only 30 percent of parents say they would get their babies vaccinated. So not everybody is on board with that. Oh, you're getting, when you get your baby vaccinated, potentially you may be getting your baby sterilized, circumcised, and cremated, nigga. Because you might be killing your baby softly without you even knowing, bro. Like, this is a slippery chilopathy. I just want to say that, dog. Like, we don't know what's in this shit. And even if we do, like, we read the ingredients, we don't know what the fuck those ingredients are. What are we so, I, I, I sent this to you. I saw it on TJ's IG stories. Um, and then I sent it to you. And I sent it to a couple. Maybe I didn't send it to you. But I feel like I sent it to you and a couple other people. But it was about a doctor who she had the mask and stuff on her face. And she was talking about what was in the vaccines. Mm -hmm. And she was saying the first two shots basically kill your white blood cells. Right, so now it weakens. Like your, something you need. 
it, it weakens your immune system to fight off infections. Right. Then she said within, I mean, and it was definitely more detailed. I'm going to try to find it. Um, and then the, the boosters, she said, had the HIV strand in it. Yeah. <laughs> so she said, basically, the point, like, yeah, it may keep you alive from COVID, but eventually, she said two years from now, your asses will need the doctors. And so they will make their money back that they spent on these vaccines because your ass is going to be dependent on going to the doctor if you don't have white blood cells. Yeah. The money ain't in the cure. The money's in the treatment. Yeah. So I, you said that was world news? So this was, um, I, I saw this on the stories of TJ. I, I don't know. Maybe I didn't send it to you. I tried not to send it to the vaccinated people because I thought that was too much information. Don't other me, bro. Don't other me. The vaccinated, the vaxxed. So that's <laughs> why you don't. Have you ever seen? Have you ever seen a vaccinated person, a real vaccinated person, walk into an establishment and show their card? Them motherfuckers be acting like they finna just lead with Trumps, nigga. Like, <laughs> man, <laughs> motherfuckers be bad and boozy with that little man. And you can tell motherfucker with a uh, counterfeit card, they be humble. Like, <laughs> don't look too close. Don't look too close. He said, nigga, oh, what? Your ID say Fred. Your goddamn fax card say Stacy. Uh, <laughs> I'm on her health care. Fuck. I'll try to find that link, and I'll send it to you, Logan, um, uh, for sure. So, yeah, that's what's going on with that, y'all. Yeah. Don't be scared. I mean, because the news really does. I feel like they're, they're really doing a good job of that. Um, so, in other news stories, okay, I know you all have heard about this. Whoopi Goldberg was suspended from The View for two weeks. Okay. Um, she basically was, was suspended for making comments about the Holocaust. Now, what she said was, quote, the Holocaust was not about race, end quote. That's all she said about it. Okay. They suspended her ass. Y'all know we can't be out here talking about the Jews. The Jews run the shit, right? So the ABC News president, Kim uh, Goodwin, sent a letter saying, take time to reflect and learn about the impact of your comments. Mm. Sat her ass down. Now, let me ask you this. The View comes on daily? Comes on every day at 10 o'clock, Channel 7. 10-week suspension. I mean, a two-week suspension means 10 episodes. Man, Bilbo Baggins. What up, Prentice Butler just joined in on live. What up, bro? Thanks for joining. I just feel like she wasn't incorrect though. Like, no, she Jewish, wasn't. Correct me. Look, let me let me learn. Is Jewish a race, a religion, or ethnicity? Well, I'm gonna look that up. But what she said was, it in her in her making that statement, she said, um, j j when you look at someone, you can't necessarily tell that they're a Jew. Right. Unless right. They got they you know, Star of David. Or they love. Like, they got that yarmulke. They got that yarmulke. Damn, he said three P. He said it's all three. It's a race, a religion, and an ethnicity. That's crazy. So what's black? A state of mind? So, so she was saying, like, so no, it, it, it can't necessarily be race because you may not know what that person is. They could be Italian. They could be this and whatever. But, but I understand, like, the only... 
non-white Jewish person I think that I know or have know of is Sammy Davis Jr. Now, besides old Sam Sam, what other non-Caucasian Jew do you know? Do you know Middle Eastern Jews? Do you know Asian uh... Jews? Do you know... Black Jews besides Sammy Davis Jr., is it okay to say Jews? Or should we be saying Jewish? Oh, she said, I mean, Lo said Whoopi is uh, Jewish. Oh. Damn. Is, well, is she's it? black today. <laughs> she's black for the next two weeks. Right. Um, so, okay, but anyway, the, you know, people get all bent out of shape when someone makes a comment about the Holocaust or Jews. So she got her two-week suspension. She was interviewed on, um, I think it was Entertainment Tonight, and the guy was like, hey, Whoopi, are you eager, eager to get back to work? And she was like, no, not at all. Go I'm enjoying it. She's definitely a Jewish-sounding last name. I didn't even put two and two together. Whoopi Goldberg is Jewish. What's up, yo-yo, tuned in a lot. She is a Love of her work. Is this true? Let me Google. What's true? Is Whoopi Goldberg a Jew? I feel like you have to be in a social economic class to be Jewish. Like, you know any broke Jews? Have you ever met a broke Jewish person? A struggling, down-and-out, poverty-stricken Jew? Not really. That's like we were talking last week, like a fat-chested, fat woman. It's not a thing. Oh, Prentice Butler, he said that, uh, yes, he knows some broke Jews. Plenty of them. K-Space, what up? Thanks for joining, baby. Everybody on their lunch break with us today. Chrissy Ann said, not at all. Do you know any Jews, though, in the first, though, Chrissy? Come on now. You know we only be hanging with black people. You know, you know we self-segregate around this bitch. Niggas ain't left, left the south side. Ain't been north of 35th. So, so I guess it is a religion. It, okay, but the point is, back then, okay, clearly, right, it, right. We'll say that because we don't want them to cancel this, that, and the third, right? Oh no, he was saying no. He was saying yes. Whoopi is Jewish, but you remember that movie by Quentin Tarantino called Inglorious Bastards? It had Brad. Yes, Pitt. yes. So there was like <laughs> those scenes where the 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 Nazis were going door to door hunting for Jews. And it's like they were in places where people were either Jewish or harvesting Jews. I don't know if harvesting, harboring, harbor. They weren't cropping Jews, but they were harboring Jews like in their attics and in their basements and keeping them safe. And there were other people that were out and about and, you know what I'm saying, doing their thing and like um, blending in and acting as if they weren't Jewish. That's what I think is the spirit of what she was saying was, I can't look at a person and tell if they're Jewish, to your point. I have to get to know that person. But when it comes to slavery, when it comes to captivity based on skin color, I can easily discern who's at least not white. Not saying I can tell if you're African or uh, Caribbean or Haitian or Dominican or whatever, but I can tell you're not white by looking at you without you saying anything. So I think that's kind of what the spirit of what she was saying was, is like, it takes more than just a first glance to know. And then once you have that stipulation in place, it's not about race, which we look at as the color of one's skin, but it's more the ethnicity, 
the religious beliefs, and then, if you want to call Jewish a race, the race. Well, look, my point is, who gives a fuck? I don't care that you're offended because blacks get offended all the time. Y'all misspeak when you talk about slavery. You misspeak when we're saying that white cop shot that black kid because of racism. It's always something else to it. Oh, no, it's not always about race. Yes, it is. So if the Jews always get in their fucking feelings, like, go back to where y'all came from. Oh, heard that somewhere before. Can't put my finger on it, but sounds familiar. Also, I, that. I think that was I'm being facetious. But I, to answer your question in terms of who gives a fuck, her bosses. Her bosses. And we talked about that with Drea, I think, and Aria getting taken off of Fendi Savage. Is that what it's called? The Rihanna line? Now yeah. you talk about domestic violence and who have to ban something that your boss or your owner, the owner of, you know what I'm saying, the product that you're representing for, uh, is, is sensitive about. So now we go in, in this in spirit of consistency, we're going to get you up out of here because you can't be off brand with your messaging on that particular topic. So with Whoopi, regardless if she is a black uh, Jew or whatever, she's black first and she's a woman, then she's Jewish. You know what I'm saying? She's a black female Jew in that order. So the powers that be hear her say something that's not in alignment with what they've been propagating for uh, better or worse all of these years and generations. It don't stick with their on-brand messaging. Got to get her up out of here for two weeks. So that's who cares. The motherfucker signing and writing her checks. How oh, do no. And who cares? But fuck them, too. Yeah, <laughs> really? At the end of the day. Because I just feel like the Jews act like their opinion and their feelings over what happened to them in history is so much greater than what is still happening to black people today in 2022. And I think that that's human, right? And we really want to look at it because if you think about when they were doing Asian hate, how'd you feel about that? Eh, indifferent. If you were to hear about a, a wall being built to separate uh, indigenous people in Mexico to from the United States, how do you feel about that? Eh, I can go either way on that. Man, if you heard that they were targeting Middle Eastern people after 9-11, how'd you feel? Didn't really resonate. You know what I'm saying? That's how pe everybody that's not black feels about black issues doesn't affect me. Totally understand. They're saying that's how humans are. Humans are like, nigga, what, what's in it for me? And if it has nothing to do with me positively or negatively, get that shit up off my, get that shit off my okay. time. Okay, and all those things were a moment in time, correct? Yeah, because they actually have the infrastructure to do something about it. And to get legislation passed and to move the needle in the direction they needed to move in versus us, I just saw this on uh, Earn Your Leisure and um, what's, what's Nisha's boyfriend name? Um, Wall Street Trappers page. It's talking about how everybody, ethnicity-wise, Asians, uh, Hispanics, and Blacks are seeing increases in their spending power, but only Blacks are seeing decreases in their generational wealth being accumulated from such power. It's like, what are y'all spending your money on? Non-Black shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, where y'all spending y'all money? Outside the community. What type of shit do y'all, you know what I'm saying, invest in the band? We don't. And it's not saying across the board, but then he also, Trapper, said that that is uh, agenda that's being pushed out by the media, coincidentally, during Black History Month, 
to get you off your square and to think like we haven't made as much progress as we have. We own more homes than we ever had. We own more life insurance policies than we ever had. We have more wealth and assets than we ever have historically, but they don't want to promote that because it's going to make more people do that. They want to make you seem like, nigga, it's, a, it's a, a losing battle. Don't even fight this war. You can't win. But I say all that to say, motherfuckers, is, help is not coming. Ain't nobody finna care about black issues more than black people. And black people, do we really care about black issues? Because, again, we be so staunch against uh, Jason Van Dyke getting out, only having served half his sentence. But see, no problem with Pookie shooting Ray Ray and getting away with it because, nigga, it's a, uh, you know, a code of silence on the streets. So which way we want it, dog? Do black lives always matter or do they matter uh, circumstantially? Okay, so first of all, they always matter, Calvin, okay? Just like white folks kill white folks and the trailer trash and you got the poor white folks, that same shit be going on with them. We just don't hear about it, okay? Because the media is not uh, propagating that. Right, but... And to say, yeah, black people have come a long way. We have more stuff, but the gap is still huge. Okay, so we still have ways to go and still need to keep elevating. But not to Air get off the building. What up, Wu Tang? Um, but not to get off um point is as black people, at the end of the day, who gives a fuck? <laughs> I'm just I'm you. That's the same energy that motherfuckers have towards us. That's all I'm saying. No, I know. I'm not, know, saying, I right? I'm not saying wrong. I'm just saying it is. Like Asian hate. Is that still happening? No. Are they still messing with the Middle Eastern people? No. All them motherfuckers got gas stations, convenience stores, and the Chinatown. You got a whole Chinatown in every goddamn city. So at the end of the day, we may have moments in time where people discriminate against other races. The whole wall. The wall ain't even fucking built. Okay? And you had fucking Mexicans kill that little girl over in Little Italy. That wasn't black on black. That was Mexican on Mexican. Motherfucking illegal Mexicans who need to just take their ass back to fucking Mexico. Right? All those are moments. But when do we get a break? Because we still going through moments is the point I'm saying. Since I don't know. Since forever. Like I can't even go back in time and be like, oh, we had a break in that moment. No, we didn't. Like since goddammit, since forever. <laughs> First of all, first of all, Reese, happy, happy, happy Black History Month. First of all, <laughs> calm down, calm down. I'm agreeing with what you're saying. No, I'm, I'm joking, but I'm agreeing with what you're saying. What I'm saying is, what are we going to do about it? We've illustrated the problem. Now we need to move towards a solution. I'm not saying here and now on this podcast, but I'm just saying we talk enough about the problem. We talk enough about the systematic oppression. We talk enough about the death gap and the wealth gap and the every other gap that exists. What is we going to do? And I think that that's the essential question that motherfuckers need to start pondering in their households and within themselves and then, you know, manifesting that shit externally. But nevertheless, I digress. That's a conversation for another day. <laughs> At the end of the day, who cares? The motherfuckers in position of power care about these issues. Do we care as black people? No. But where's our power? Because the shit that we do care about, what can we do about it or what has been done about it? Very little. That's why the gaps continue to not only exist, but to grow. That's why they didn't want Bill Cosby to buy NBC. Type shit. Mm. Now, if you okay. control the media, you can control the narrative. That part. Um, oh, and then the last thing I have the news. So four people were arrested in connection to actor. Um, I didn't even write his name down. 
but <laughs> Michael Williams. So Michael remember, Williams, yeah. yeah, remember Omar from The Wire? He played in um, most recently before he passed. Uh, what was it? What was the name of the sitcom? Not sitcom, but the show on HBO with John Mulet. Was he on uh, Lovecraft? That's what it. Yeah, Lovecraft Country. I didn't watch that shit. I just took a stab in the dark. You didn't no. watch? You didn't watch oh, it. Bro, I told you I couldn't get with that shit, bro. Like, that shit was a little bit too sci-fi. Uh, it was it was great. But, yeah, that was his last role. So, the four, there have been four people arrested. And so, apparently, the heroin was late fitting off. And that's... Say that again? The heroin that they were selling mm -hmm. was laced with fentanyl. What's the difference between heroin and heroin? No, no. Same thing. Oh, yeah? Why you say heroin? Because that's what was on my sheet. That's what I'm looking at. I just, I just want to be clear. I didn't know if those two different drugs or drug cousins. So it's like, no. it's like uh, salmon and salmon. Yes. <laughs> I think it's because I was I was watching this thing. I'm watching this show called um, The Dark Side of the '90s. They was talking about how you ever heard of the name River Phoenix? No. He was a, a teen idol pop star, Johnny Depp ass friend of Leonardo DiCaprio ass nigga that died from a heroin and apparently a heroin overdose uh, in the '90s. And shit like that. So I was just like, man, what drug did this nigga take again? But they said they gave this nigga a cup and he ingested it. Like, he, he drank something and then started going to convulsion. How do you take heroin? Ain't that the needle one? You shoot it up, but I'm, I guess you could smoke it. Can you I drink mean, heroin is my question. Huh? Can you drink heroin? I don't know if you can. I mean, I don't look. I ain't no drug expert. I don't know if you can drink it. I know you You're shoot it up. We're going to have to ask Rue off Euphoria. She is really Yeah, she'll know. They being, are they being charged with murder, these people you're talking about, with the Michael K. Williams piece? They didn't say yet. They just said that they, they arrested, you know, these people in connection with that murder, with that, you know, with his death. I just say this, and I don't want to, you know, make anybody feel no type of way, but being drunk in love and high off life works for me, bro. Like, I haven't had, well, I, I take that back. There are some amazing drugs out there. But, like, a drug enough, good enough to be addicted to, I haven't experienced. You know what I'm saying? Where it's just like, man, I gotta have it. And I can only imagine the fast-paced life of a celebrity and a famous person. Like, you can get caught up in that shit, but it is a slippery-ass slope. So if you can somehow, some way, uh, kick your habit or live above the influence, man, try that shit now and, and see how it serves you because... It's only more prosperous things coming for everybody that's on this live, right? So if we struggling, just lowest of keys with drinking a little bit too much or too often or, you know, smoking a little bit. I ain't going to say smoking, but uh, snorting a little bit too much or, you know, popping a little bit too much. Like, that shit is just going to be exacerbated the more money you get. So, like, check yourself before you riggedy wreck yourself. Yeah, Isha, I don't um, – I think they're accountable in the beginning, and then it becomes to it comes to a point. I think I think all drug users there's a there's a uh, they come to a, a stop in the road where they have to make. Yeah. Am I gonna keep? Yeah. Am I gonna go left? Because I can't control the shit. I obviously need it. I'm going crazy. I'm gonna make a right and I'm gonna take a break. 
and get my shit together because it's getting out of control. So mm -hmm. I think they come to a point where they have to make a decision. Um, and then if they take that other route, then no, they're no longer accountable. It's just they reckless at that point. And there's the dependency piece too. Like there's a lot of people that are chemically dependent upon shit. The more you ingest it, the more you take it, the more your body needs that shit. And it's like, I don't, I, I know my, my, my brain, my cognitive capabilities are telling me this is not a good thing to be doing, but my body is craving it. The chemical imbalance that has been created from my abuse of the drug is now making me dependent on it. And it takes a lot of weaning off. You got to like shackle motherfuckers to beds to get them off drugs sometimes. Yeah, I think um, they should be charged for murder. Um, but, you know, I, I don't necessarily think they are always charged for it. But very that's all I got for news, guys. All right, well, that about wraps us up for new news on this week's episode of This and the Third. Literally. Literally. This is a Now we're going to move into entertainment. So, Ms. Reese, what's topping off our entertainment segment this week? Um, okay, so the majority of this is who watched the Janet Jackson four-part four documentary? Five, four, three, two, one. I saw half of it. I saw half of it. Uh, the second half, I didn't know it came on the very next day, or I thought it was going to be like a week later. I thought I had time. So I did watch the first two hours. I didn't see the second two. Did you get a chance to check it out? And if so, what did you think about it? I did. Um, so I grew up, my aunt was a huge Janet Jackson fan. Um, and so she, Whitney's my favorite singer, but Janet was like my favorite entertainer. And I don't have very many favorites of anything. <laughs> so You don't I, have uh, favorites of anything? No, not really. Nigga, what's your favorite candy? Maybe Fruities. Like penny candy? Yep. What's your favorite cereal? I don't have one. Movie? I don't have just one favorite, no. Color? Mm, it used to be red, but mm, purple maybe. Damn. Child? I like them both for different reasons. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it tripped your ass up. All right, go ahead. So what's going on with the uh, Dennis joint? You said she's your favorite dancer? She, she's always my favorite entertainer. Yeah, so I grew up watching, um, you know, the Jackson 5 movie. I was, I was that kid that liked to see movies and documentaries about singers, songwriters, and their life. To yeah. see how they came I, to be. I, so see Favorite biopic. Um, Jackson 5 is one of them. Or is it called biopic? But I would probably say, what's love got to do with it? What's love got to do with it was hard. What's love got to do with it was hard. It was. Um, but, okay, so a couple things that stood out to me was, one, Janet was pretty much destined to do what she did because understanding that she was the baby she only lived in gary for about three years of her life right and they moved to california after her brothers had, had got the deal with motown and so she grew up in show business basically um you know and so like there was nothing she saw nothing else um and then understanding that 
her dad literally was like, okay, you're going to be on this. Okay, you're going to do good times. Okay, you're going to sing. Like, didn't give her a choice. Didn't, you know how we ask our kids, hey, you want to play basketball? Right. Want to play the piano? Do you want to do this? And so it's funny because some things I don't ask. I just say, y'all going to do this. If you don't like it later, you can stop. But right now, you're going to do it. you like, you, you got to just going to try it, right? Because you don't know if you're going to like it until you try it. Yeah. And I, I think that's not a bad way to be because when we give kids choices, it's not like they really fucking know. Right. You know what I'm saying? They, most kids just don't want to do shit. They want to do nothing or play a video game or do what, you know, they want to do. And that ain't really going to make you no goddamn money. So, Damn. <laughs> I it's like it. Nah, video games, being a gamer, an uh, e-gamer, an uh, e-athlete, that's a very lucrative pathway nowadays. Well, I now it is. But back then, it wasn't, right? You know what I'm saying? Back, thinking, thinking back in her time, it wasn't. Right. So, understanding, you know, I... When I would watch the the Jackson Five, I felt like my dad was a lot of Joe Jackson, a little bit, right? right? And I feel like most black dads have to be, or back then anyway, had to be a little bit more. They had to have control and having not kids, you need some damn control. Control, right? literally. And so I appreciate, and this is what I love the most. Janet was like. I am grateful to my dad and I appreciate him because he had a vision for us that we didn't see or understand at the time. Right. And he said, before her dad got sick, she said, I was able to talk to him and just tell him like, thank you. Because I don't know where any of y'all would be in Gary in the end if he didn't have vision, you know what I'm saying? And so like understanding that and to know how people villainize Joe, it was nice to hear her say on her documentary, no, nah, I did. He's the one. He's the reason. Yeah. It ain't nothing him. And so that was, I, th I felt like that was heartfelt. And then I remember you asking me what was the purpose of the documentary. Well, she says it. She's like, well, because, you know, when people die or when time goes on, you get somebody who wants to cover your life story, right? And then they, they gather stories and pictures and, you know, and usually get friends and people to do the interviews. She was like, no, I wanted to do it so you know what happened, who was there, how it actually happened, and to be our truth from all of us. Well, you know, from her. Um, and so that was the reason for her to do it. Because she didn't want nobody else doing it. Now, we got we to gotta take control of our, over our own narratives, man. You know what I'm saying? And I don't think the last chapter has been written as it pertains to Janet Jackson. She has a lot more life left to live, a lot more legacy um, to create. And I think that this is maybe the third quarter of her life, you know what I'm saying? But she still has that final act that she needs to let herself play out. And then when she's dead and gone, somebody else might be able to fill in those blanks. But we already got the, the gist of the story from her directly. So I really like that approach. I would like to see more people get involved with that. You know what I'm saying? See a Beyonce or a Jay-Z documentary You cut out, Calvin. You're loading. He's loading. But yeah, so um, if you all haven't watched it, check it out. It goes over, you know, her total career. And this mug, four albums at number one, like she bad. Control, Rhythm Nation, Janet, um, and I can't think of the last one, Velvet Rope. 
Um, so it goes over all of that. She was married three times. She didn't have a secret baby. Um, she was proposed to four times. So Jermaine Dupri actually proposed. And look, let me tell y'all, this was like probably one of the most disappointing parts in, <laughs> in her documentary, the second part. So Jermaine fucked up the bag, okay? He had Janet Jackson, the most beautiful woman in the world, most successful, wealthy, all of that. And this nigga wanted to cheat. That's why they broke up. He he said that because he was dating Janet Jackson, all type of women was coming at him and, you know, trying to get with him. And he fumbled the bag, literally. And uh, it was interesting watching the videos with them, too, because you see how sincerely happy she was because her big issue was always attracting men with a drug problem, with an addiction problem, right? Um, El DeBarge was addicted to drugs. Um, her longtime husband, um, who really, I will say, he helped bring out the sexiness in Janet. So he was the hands that was holding her breast in that album cover or on that magazine cover. Um, he helped bring that sexy and sensual side out of her. But eventually he got addicted to prescription drugs. Um, Jermaine was, she said Jermaine was the only one who <laughs> who wasn't addicted to anything. Um, and she she still spoke very highly about him. Um, there's somebody tired of smashing. <laughs> um, she she yeah she had nothing but good things to say about him. Um, but yeah, so it, it just I don't know. There may be potential there later on because neither one of them are married. Because I think Janet is divorced to her. Um, uh, the guy she married and had the baby by. She does have a son. His name is Issa. Um, and you know, she's incredibly happy being a mom right now. So if you haven't watched it, y'all watch it. It's so like, I mean, I was like glued in, tuned in. She does go over like some of the stuff that uh, happened to Michael, you know, with the rumors and the charges and basically how that affected her business, her deals and, you know, different endorsement deals. People didn't want to mess with her no more because of the Jackson name right guilty by association um she went over the super bowl incident i still don't fuck with justin behind that because i feel like he should have said something i don't care if janet told you not to say something i think he should have stepped in um but it was kind of after that people took a step back but then tyler perry took a step forward and said you know what i'm gonna put you in these movies and all the roles she's played when you watch this documentary, you see that she was actually, it, she she is that role. So Justice from Poet of uh, Justice, that's a little bit of Janet. Like, that was her. You know what I'm saying? She put her feelings in her music and not poems. Um, Patricia from Why Did I Get Married? You know, so check it out, y'all. It came on Lifetime, so I'm sure it's on demand um, for you to watch. And um, let me know what you think. What happened? Dog, somebody hacked my account. Your Instagram account? What the fuck? I have 12 followers, and they're all on here. Who does? I don't know why people be doing that. Goofy-ass, stupid-ass bitches, man. Like, <laughs> what? What the fuck does my Instagram account have to offer anybody, bro? Yeah, I don't get that. They was like, man, gee, whoa, whoa, whoa. Somebody was phishing on your account and your password has been compromised and we're sending a code to your email and verify the code and change your password. I'm like, bro, like, 
don't have anything in this fucking account that anybody would want to give a fuck. That's why I need to stop shopping on Instagram like I'm a fucking generation Zer because that's probably where my they be like every time I buy something they be like you want to autofill that shit. I'm like no, but still here we are. I mean, yeah, I, I, what you said about Jewish people, honestly. I think Hollywood hacked my account, got down. Fuck you, man. Anyway, what I meant, y'all just talking about Miss Jackson and she nasty. I'm talking about Janet. Yep. So I was telling people it's on Lifetime that, you know, out. It should still be on. What's crazy is I was watching that um, first half of it and I saw that there's a movie called Single Black Female finna come out on uh, Lifetime. It looked pretty dope. It's about some pretty chocolatey and voluptuous, if not husky. Uh, black women, and one was kind of being like stalkerish towards the other one. And I'm a fan of the original single white oh. female movie. So this single black female shit looked like, oh, and it's for the culture? Let me check it out. But when I don't know when that comes out. Yeah, I saw that too. Um, I'll have to go back and look at it. But yeah, I did like single white female. Yeah, but these but. two like some Gabrielle Sidibe looking ass women. You know what I'm saying? They pretty, yeah. pretty up yeah. there. They were bigger. Pretty but great. okay, so so next in entertainment, guys, we I know everybody super excited. She broke the internet with this. So we want to say congratulations to Rihanna and ASAP Rocky on their first child together. Yeah, I don't know if I can really congratulate that nigga. I told y'all I don't fuck with him. But congratulations to Riri, though. You don't like ASAP? Nah, I like his music. I don't like him. Oh. Yeah. There was one time I extended my hand to this nigga at a party. I think I went to dab him up, and he did not reciprocate. So, <laughs> we have beef. He just doesn't know it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so that nigga, hey, stop. Beat his bitch ass while I see that nigga. Uh, Lo said, Drake mad as fuck. Breezy, my too. That, too. Shit. Uh, my cousin, he posted, hey, hey, guys, I'm going to need a moment. Thank yeah. you for prayers and phone calls, but I respect my privacy, but I need a moment. I was I like, yeah. Hosts host all over the radios, crying, and you know what I'm saying? Like, people are not okay, dog. Check me out, people. It, you know how many people, how many men and women would have wanted to put a baby up in Riri? And for dude to get access granted, no ring, no nothing. Like, I thought it was rules of this shit, and you can't break none of them. What up, um, the general, 2X, or 2X the general? What up, what up? Who is that, though? I don't know. Um, I think that's they're crazy, just, man. She I let think that they're... man put a baby up in her, bro. That's crazy. Why is that crazy? Maybe she in love. Maybe. Well, you know what? Here's here's the thing. They they only been together a year. Mm. Your first year with somebody, oh, it's beautiful. It's honeymoon blitz, right? <laughs> but it's after that shit. After that baby year. Riri to me. Well, no. Okay, I take it back now that I think about it. Because she's like the modern-day, in my opinion, Erica Badu. And Erica Badu done let hella niggas get a baby up in her. So, yeah, maybe she's just following the blueprint. And I don't remember her being married to them niggas. She only had a baby with... Andre. Yeah. And then she has, like, four kids total, don't she? Like, three or four kids? It's two. A girl and a boy. But one is not Andre's. Yeah, the, but she... The, the other dude is not, like, famous. Right. I'm just talking about letting niggas nut up in your famous ass. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like Erica would have been a little bit more like, oh, no, nah, hell no, nah, can't nobody get up in this who had been. But then she let Andre, which made sense to us as consumers, because they both, like, weirdos. But then, uh, 
Who are all these people I don't know, bro? Has my account really been hacked? <laughs> but, but, nevertheless, I digress. Oh, shit, Lo said Jay Electronica has a baby by her. He's a famous nigga. He just got Farrakhan tattooed on his face, actually. But he a uh, Rock Nation-ass nigga. So it's two rappers that have babies by Erica, or Erica Badu has babies by her, by them. But okay, again, I'm saying three, to say, seven, Puma, and Mars. So Puma is Meek Mill's baby by Erica Badu. No, I'm, no, I'm, no, he got to shoot deal. He got to shoot deal. She's a really pretty, pretty girl. I believe Erica is like crazy Medusa, like pretty. Like you can't even look at her. Let me see if they bring up her baby daddies. Who but are? Up, I'm just saying. Like I was saying, I was surprised by Riri letting a non-husband type nigga uh, get up in her. But then I'm not because I look at her like the modern day Erica, just on swag and aura. And Erica let that shit happen three times. So, shit. Uh, Reaper, you got two more to go, is what I'm saying. And she's probably not going to marry that ASAP. Okay, so the first baby daddy, Andre 3000. Three stacks. Their child is uh, seven. Name seven, um, seven years old. His name is seven. He was born in 1997. Wow, shit. Um, okay, come on. Another... So dad pips out seven, his father posing. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think, see who's Puma daddy and Mars is younger. So it seems like he just came along. And now she fucking on some little uh like twenty-six year old you said a couple episodes ago. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, he got he, he finna get one up in there too. Nah, she ain't finna have no baby by his young ass. Okay, so oh. Puma seventeen. It's not saying who her daddy is, though. We know Jay Electronica is one of their fathers. Uh, Puma's like a splitting image of her mom. Okay. So, in 2009, Mars is a product of Badu's five-year relationship with rapper Jay Electronica. Okay. So, we don't know who Puma's father is. Puma's father is the one who I said wasn't famous. He's a yeah. handsome guy, though. Like he he looked good because she the daughter looks just like the mom, mm -hmm. but looks like the dad just as much. Right. And wait, Mars is a girl. Hmm, I thought that was a little boy. Yeah, they should name her Venus. Yeah, so she got one boy, two girls. Okay, but again, I just uh, I just compared them in terms of aura and swag and and uh, presence, and I'm like, well, you know, maybe I'm not as shocked that she let a nigga. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And she, they are in a relationship. They are grown. They, you know, do have freedom of, of, of choice and, and free will in the matter. But it's just like, I, you always looked at Riri like untouchable. A little bit. I mean, maybe it's just me. But I always looked at Riri like, man, she ain't finna get knocked up by a nigga. Regardless of the nigga. She ain't finna get knocked up by a nigga. Because I feel like Drake probably fucked on her. I feel like, obviously, Chris Brown and her were together, but they were babies. And then ASAP is kind of, you know what I'm saying, her her first relationship that we know about as an adult, a mature adult, but I didn't really see it going that way. But again, maybe it's not for me to see. Right. No, I think she's, how old is Rihanna, y'all? Sexy. However old, however old sexy is. I like Rihanna because she moves how she want to move and do stuff when she want to do it. And so I don't think there's no, 
Rihanna ain't Beyonce. So Rihanna ain't this. She's not putting on this image where I'm going to do it. I'm going to get married first. I'm going to do like that. Ain't, she ain't with that shit. She going to do it how she put 32. So for her to make it to 32 and not have a baby yet. God yeah. damn it. That deserves a slow clap because she fucking Rihanna and she could have been had a baby at 22. You know what I'm saying? Oh, she got slow clap. It seems. <laughs> Fuck you, man. So, yeah, congrats to them. And I hope, um, you know, I hope they do stay together and raise the child. Before we wrap up entertainment, man, I just want to put it on everybody radar, man. Uh, there's a dope series out especially for our, us 80s, 80s babies, 90s kids, 2K Savages, called The Dark Side of the 90s, now streaming on Hulu. Y'all might want to check that out. It talks about a lot of the different things that we grew up on from uh, the, the emergence of teen TV, like Parker Lewis, Can't Lose, fucking 90210, Melrose Place, Party of Five, all that. It was white people's shit, but we watched it. We can't act like we didn't, you know what I'm saying? Um the Beanie Baby craze. I don't know if people was there for that, but, you know, it was a time when before niggas was, uh, you know, searching for Pokemon and finding Pokemon, they was looking for goddamn Beanie Baby collectibles. Um, there's also an episode that talks about uh, the grunge era in Seattle, of all places. And this is the most recent episode I just watched. And I watched it because I'm like, man, I have no interest in grunge, heavy metal, rock, whatever. But it was talking about Kurt Cobain and Nirvana. It was talking about, you know what I'm saying, all these different groups that I've heard about but never really tapped into their stories and it's, it's pretty deep you know what I'm saying this was like before Starbucks was Starbucks before Amazon was Amazon and Seattle was just looked at as this rainy dreary logger place where nothing good came from and then all of a sudden this grunge era came out of there and just how we look at Def Jam and hip-hop they had this thing called uh Subpar I think was the name of the record label and <laughs> the grunge movement, so that was pretty interesting to me. And it's just, you know what I'm saying, just dope shit. It reminds me of that Netflix series, Movies That Made Us, right? And they talk about Pretty Woman and Nightmare on Elm Street and, you know, all the different cult classics that we grew up on. Now, this is specifically targeting the 90s, talking about the dot-com era. And, you know, if, you, if you're hearing about what NFTs are and where they're heading, it's the same shit that was going on in the late 90s when everybody was talking about, what's the internet thing and dot-com uh, companies and what is that you know what i'm saying nfts is now the new version of that so it's like history is repeating itself before our very eyes but you sometimes gotta take a step back and be like oh i already lived through this and maybe i was a child when i was doing it you know what i'm saying i was only a, a teen or a preteen but nigga i remember the dot-com scare when niggas thought that everything was gonna reset back to the stone age because computers can't understand zero 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 for the uh for the for the uh year you know what i'm saying they yeah, when the year 2000 came around, niggas was acting like it was going to be some Flintstone shit. And nigga, it's the Jetsons. Fuck you, man. Uh, so if, if I could recommend anything to watch this week, in addition to Ozark, uh, season four, which I'm done with, in addition to Abbott Elementary, in addition to, I'm watching this uh, Crew, Crew Love, which is the all-black show. I'm watching uh, Pivoting. This is all white women. This is like Sex in the City. Uh, 2022. I know they just relaunched that, so it's not actually Sex in the City, but it's white suburban women and white suburban problems. But it comes on Hulu, and shit, I'm current on it, so I keep watching it. And it's just, it's funny the type of content that I'm consuming these days because it has nothing to do with what I'm interested in. It just has me looking at what the fuck is making it on the TV. You know what I'm saying? So I'm almost just studying the game right now. So pivoting is something I'm watching. Abbott Elementary, 
the Dark Side of the Nineties, Ozark, uh, Euphoria. Uh, I'm still on the Power. Power. Last uh, episode of Power was crazy, almost unbelievable. And um, I think that's a. Oh, I'm still watching uh, 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 Law and Order. Law and Order organized crime. So the one that Stabler is the uh, lead on. So those are just some things. And last but not least in sports, uh, the Super Bowl is coming up. You got the LA Rams versus the Bengals. I got the Bengals winning probably like, uh, I'm sorry, I got the, damn, maybe I just had a Freudian slip. But maybe the Bengals will win. 31-27 is what the score I think is going to be. So I guess the Bengals will have 31 and the Rams will have 27. In LA, right? It'll be in LA and that's a home game essentially for uh, the Rams, because it's at their stadium. Just like last year, uh, it was in Tampa Bay, and the Buccaneers, um, who were the home team, won. Yeah, that's right, Lo. Billions is back out, so I've seen episode one, or however many episodes are out. I've seen all of them, of uh, the current season of Billions. Righteous Gemstones, I haven't looked at yet, but it does have my man from Ray Donovan. I did recently see the Ray Donovan movie, and that was a good look, if you're familiar with the web, with the um, series on um, Showtime. But uh, the Righteous Gemstones features not only that character that plays Ray Donovan, but I think uh, the nigga from Roseanne is on there, too. Um, Dan. Dan. Dan Connor. So whatever his real name is in real life. Uh, so I haven't checked that out, but it is on my uh, to-watch list uh, with a few other things. Last but not least, Brian Flores, the former head coach of the Miami Dolphins, is filing a lawsuit against the entire uh, NFL for – discriminatory practices in their hiring process. They kind of just check a box saying that they interviewed a black or a person of color candidate for head coaching positions when they have no intention of actually hiring them because he is kind of one of the best candidates that's out there right now. He was fired from the Dolphins because they said he was winning too much. Like they had losing seasons, but they were like, we'll lose more so we can get a higher draft pick. And he was like, nigga, I try to win every game I coach. So no. And they was like, man, we'll give you $100,000 for every game you lose. And he wasn't going. So they had a mediocre season. They end up firing him at the end of his second season, and now he's telling all, and he's suing the uh, NFL. So more to come on that. But I think that about wraps us up for this week's segment of entertainment on this week's episode of the Third. Literally. Straight like that. What was you going to ask? No, he, he should tell all. That's some bullshit. You but damn the thing is, like, okay, so now nobody's going to want to snitch in their organization, right? So it's like he might not get another job, but it might open the floodgates for future people not to be discriminated against. But then my, my, my question also becomes like how we was talking about who cares when we're talking about the Jewish issues. And I'm, I'm sorry, I, I'm sorry. No, please don't, please don't hack my account for saying the J word. But, uh, you know, we, we talked about that earlier, who cares? And black people don't really care about non-black issues. People that aren't black don't care about black issues, et cetera, et cetera. So when it comes to, the Brian Flores discrimination is going on with the higher practice. Who cares? Because, and I'm not saying nobody cares, but who should care? Because where were we in terms of our level of concern when Colin Kaepernick was clearly before our very eyes for years upon years being blacklisted from the NFL? I'm not saying Brian Flores wasn't there, but was he there enough? Was he there as he should have been? And if you're holding a head coaching position in the NFL and you see what's happening to this black quarterback, but you like, well, shit, I ain't a quarterback. I'm a coach. That's not my problem. Nigga, now it is. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I want I want us to do better. I, I don't want us to do nothing. I want to do better about getting behind causes that 
have absolutely no impact on me because it's the right thing to do. And I know you only can extend yourself so far and shit like that, but there has to be something, there has to be, something has to be said about motherfuckers giving a fuck about shit that they're not going to benefit from giving a fuck about, if that makes sense. Yeah. I... Yeah, I can't. I don't know. I hope I hope this brings light to his situation. And I just think if you black in the NFL, especially the NFL, y'all all need to stick together. Cause one day is the coach, the next day is the player. You know. Right. But like I said, that about wraps us up for this week's segment of entertainment on this week's episode of This Down the Third. Literally. Now for everyone's favorite topic on this in the third, and that is none other than relationships. So what's topping off our relationship segment this week, week Miss Reese? How can I help? I don't know what you got. But I got it. <sighs> I'm, I'm, I, I, don't, I don't produce this show. I just started. I don't, I don't have anything. <laughs> I don't have anything. We were talking earlier when we was on a live about, you know, Valentine's season, Valentine's Day. And we it talked about yeah, but we we talked about how do you how do you celebrate Valentine's Day depending on who you are. So like women, how do y'all celebrate Valentine's Day, or do y'all, or you guys sit back and be like, eat that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like what is what is what goes into a woman's preparation for uh, Valentine's Day besides getting her vagina steamed? Um, I literally was just telling my braider uh, the other day, um, because she said her husband had mentioned Valentine's Day and kind of like what their plans were gonna be. Right. I was like, girl, I don't, I don't bring it up. I don't mention it. Don't, cause look, don't do me with the sweetest day. I ain't doing shit for sweetest day. So wow. wait, wait, wait. If you have a excellent, the best ever that you could even imagine Valentine's Day experience in 2022. You're saying in September of 2022, you will not reciprocate for Sweetest Day? You will not make his Sweetest Day the best it's ever been? Okay, Calvin, since you put it like that. What the fuck are we that, talking about, y'all? Like, what are you talking about? But my point is, I don't want nothing. I don't want nothing unless it's a title, deed, or you know what I'm saying, an investment. I don't want. I like. I I'm just kind of. When you said title, I thought you meant like we go together. Like you want a title versus you talking about an actual nigga. I want to have a closing. I close <laughs> on this motherfucker on the 14th. I feel you. I'm now. Like I'm. I wanna. I want. I want you to drive me to my new home or pull up in my new car or pull up at the jet and big, we going on. A, we you going want on. Big exclusive vacation like all the other stuff i just don't it's i'm not putting emphasis on that one day right that's what i'm saying i, I don't need i don't like you just dinner and all that like we, we do that on the regular so I, i'm not oh my god valentine's day is coming and i think when you get older you just you want different shit and so if i can't have that shit i'm okay with nothing mm. she said i want it all or nothing at all um <laughs> two things one, I like that. And I like that because Cakes likes that. And I like Cakes. And uh, she's like, she said what she said. Like, yo, you know what I'm saying? Because of time from his life, where motherfucker, you got to step your game over. You got to step the fuck off. See, I celebrate myself on Valentine's Day. Second thing, I just want to 
you know, cause for concern. Why do you pronounce Valentine's Day as if it has an M in it? With the M? Yeah, you're saying Valentine's. Like, Did I? Valentine's? Times for Valentine. It's Valentine's. It's time for you to get it together, okay? It's time for you to level up. It's time! <laughs> I love it here, dog. Man, deep. So I was, I was sharing with the people earlier, like, you know, my Valentine is always who? Callie Queen. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I try to just always spoil her to the point where even if she's not going to eat, I mean, I'm not suggesting. She don't even fucking like chocolate, but it's a gesture of, you know what I'm saying? And then all the sweet shit that I buy her that I noticed she like, like the gummies and the chewies and the wild bam. It's like, yo, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't eat this shit, but just know that, nigga, I would give you a trough of this shit for Valentine's right. Day. Just so you know that you're my Valentine. I love you. I'm thinking about you. And to my brother Joe's point, man, I got to apply pressure and not allow motherfuckers to just be able to send your ass a little candy gram uh, in, in eighth grade and, and you know, be, be in there like swimwear. Like, nah, niggas going to have to top what daddy been doing for 13 years. You know what I'm saying? To even be on the radar. So I think that that's one thing as a father, you know, how do you um, make sure that your daughter feels supported and celebrated? How do you empower your son to celebrate his Valentine? Because, you know, my son's 15, you know, he out here, you know what I'm saying? So do I encourage him and empower him to, like, really do some shit? That's some shit on a high school level? Or do I be like, nah, nigga, you better get some construction paper and, nigga, fold, fold, fold. You know what I'm saying? Well so, how old is Mook? 14? 15? 15. 15, he's a whole sophomore. So, like, 15 is different. So, like, now at the boy's age, 11, you know, Neil Mayo say, you know, I want to go buy a card or I want to I wanna buy something for somebody. Cool, then we'll go look, you know, for different things, and I'll suggest certain things. But I kind of let him guide me into his idea of what he thinks he wants to buy. Right. Um, at 15, definitely not cutting out no goddamn cards. Go buy a card if you're going right. to do it. Uh, but I, I, I say making a card because I enjoy receiving a card that actually was made and constructed versus purchased. Anybody can purchase girl, But these girls ain't. They don't want no made-up card. Oh, shit. Why not? You do. We don't. Okay? I, I want we a motherfucker to toil over my shit. No, I want you to buy a card, read what it says inside. Now, don't just get a happy Valentine's Day. Like, if you want to say more, then take your time and read through the card, see if that fits you and how you feel about me. And my then love make is like a river, like a summer breeze that makes my soul shiver. What? Then write something poetic or whatever, but heartfelt. But it still feels good when you receive a card. When you get a card that's made, it's like, he ain't got no money. He had three dollars. Valentine's cards do not have money in them, bro. No, I said when you receive a card that's been made, it's like uh, he has four dollars to go to the store and buy a card, you know? Right, right, right. Take it. So I think you know, just see what Mook wants to buy. Whoever you know, if he has somebody that he wants to buy some for, see what he suggests first, and then you, you know, guide him in that. But don't have that boy make nobody no damn card. Nah, that's real. That's real. That's real. All right, so that, that's about fathers. What about, like, um, so is there a unique situation where it's like, man, I'm the friend of a widow? 
Like, man, you, you was married to my mans, and now he died of COVID. Now this is your first Valentine's without him in your life for the past 10 years, 12 years, 20 years. Like, is it appropriate to do anything or honor Shorty on Valentine's Day? Or is that like, nigga, you trying to fuck? Oh, so no, I think, okay, so I think if it's a real friend, not no dude trying to slide. Type shit. Okay, but if he a real friend and he, if he just dropped by, hey, I was just, I know, you know, my guy gone and I know this might be rough. You, I just want to drop some flowers off to you, you know, check in with you. How you doing? Like that. Don't make it awkward. Don't try to be super romantic, but flowers, a candle, a little gift basket like that's That's thoughtful. And I think that person will receive it well, as long as you don't make it creepy. Okay. Uh, so how, how should married men celebrate their single mother-in-law? How should the married man celebrate his single mother-in-law? Yeah. I think having flowers delivered is all, is the easiest. Mm -hmm. um, or whatever she likes. If you know, you know, if he like, babe, your mom, you think she gonna like this? You know, we send her out to dinner or send her to the spa or something. And, and if the wife is like, yeah, she like that. Or no, babe, just send her some flowers. Right. Well, what do she say? She need to come to our Valentine's Day dinner with us. Now, okay, so if you have plans for you and your wife, right. and you kind of, in your mind, no, nah, I don't really want moms with us to set up a separate thing. Maybe a brunch that Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> and you, you take moms out with, with the wife, y'all do that, and then you're like, well, babe, I got something for us tonight. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. That way everybody's still happy, and you still get to do your thing with your wife. Now, remind me this, because I think we talked about this a couple seasons ago. How do you play it on the baby mama act. Like, this ain't my girl. It's my baby mom's and it's Valentine's Day. Well, if... So, we... I don't... He don't give me stuff for Valentine's Day, and nor do I expect it. Um, uh, a night, now, he, he'll make sure the boys... He'll supply whatever the boys need to give me something. Got right? Um, hey, did you get your mom something? Did you... You know, he may... I don't even think we text each other talking about happy valentine's day like no we don't right. we don't do that. So i don't we good friends so i i don't think we so when we talked about it we talked about mother's day i don't think valentine's oh yeah day, it was mother's day it was yeah i don't think valentine's day you're obligated to send your baby mom anything because y'all are not you guys are no longer romantically involved right. so it's script a little bit somebody that you're interested in but haven't fucked on yet how do you engage with them on Valentine's Day? Um, you shoot them a text. Happy Valentine's Day. See if they respond, and then they might lead into, "Well, what you got? What you doing? What you got planned?" And right. got some plans. I've been making plans for <laughs> you. Fuck you, in. Um. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I like this. I like this perspective. So, does it matter? Okay, you've been fucking on Shorty. I've been fucking on Shorty. Right. Boom. But we don't go together or not. It's just a situation ship, and that was Valentine's Day. Do you avoid her at all costs? Do you lean in with love? How do you play that? Or does it send the wrong message? Like, what's up there? So it depends on if you're trying to take it to the next level. Mm -hmm. But if you're not, if you want to keep it at a situation ship, then you just shoot a, a, a emoji, happy Valentine's Day, one of them gifts, right? 
send her the text. Hey, you know, how you doing? What you doing? You got plans later? You want to link up for dinner? And you have to watch the words you use. Link up. That's more of a friendly term. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so First, can they, I take you out on a date to dinner on Valentine's Day? Right. Let's link up and grab drinks. You know what I'm saying? It's, right, right. It's a little different. I heard they have Valentine's themed cocktails. So let me ask right. you. So there is a, I feel like it's a gag, but apparently it's something. It's for the culture. You get you you get the, hey, be ready at seven. This your nigga. This ain't no nigga you fucking okay. on. Man. This your nigga. Be ready at seven. Dress to the nines. Wadi bam. This ain't a third. He pull up. On the 745, get the dough for you. Bouquet of flowers. Your favorite candies. He smells good. Bing, bing, bing. Y'all whipping through the streets. He pulls up. Y'all pop out. He gets the door for you. And it's White Castle. What say you? Because you know White Castle is known for Valentine's Day. That's a destination spot. Like, you have to have reservations on Valentine's Day at uh, White Castle. I don't know if you know this. Valentine's Day is a special thing at, at White Castle. White Castle? The White Castle is known for being the Valentine's destination. They, they, for they, who? I don't know who goes there, but people go there. I feel like you have to have reservations, but maybe I'm being extreme, but it's definitely decorated, it's definitely laid out, and they're definitely expecting a large turnout of people at participating White Castle locations nationwide. I don't know if you've never heard of this, Google that shit, but Valentine's Day White Castle is a thing. So, again, y'all address, y'all the Wadi Banada, and shit, sliders. What's that? Well, first then, of all... There's other motherfuckers in there under the same thing. It's not just you. It's a bum-ass drive-through and walk-up. Like, everybody in there looks like they supposed to be somewhere else, but y'all at White Castle. So, look, I'm going to just speak for me. The moment you pull in the goddamn parking lot, I'm going to say, where, where you going? What you? What we doing? You left and if, Yeah, I'm like, you got to go to the restroom or something? Like, I'm confused. No, baby, this is where we going. No, this is not where we're going. You can take me back home. Because I'm not finna go sit in there. I don't even eat White Castles. So I'd be damned. I have a rant at this. She said, I hate White Castles. <laughs> like, no, sir. I'm sorry. This wrong one. Try again. That's crazy, God. That's not romantic? No. What's the, what's the worst restaurant? This is my last question. What's the worst restaurant that you would put up with on Valentine's Day? A nigga like, man, we going out to dinner and here is the venue. What's the lowest common denominator of acceptable restaurants on Valentine's Day? Will probably be like a Red Lobster. For the seafood lover in you. That's yeah. the, you know what I'm saying? That means like you, yeah. you, you didn't plan, you, you ain't got no money, you like, you something is going Wait, on. Wait, the Admiral's Feast is about $60. The Admiral's Feast, the David Robinson Feast is about $60 per person. You can't share. It's no shareables. They they gonna come take your plate away if you get the sharing. Joy said Buffalo Wild Wings. Hey, ladies in the comments, please let us know what is the worst restaurant that you're willing to accept on Valentine's Day before we get up out of here on this week's episode. I can't accept Buffalo Wild Wings. I'm gonna be like, nigga, take me to Chick-fil-A drive-thru and take me home. 
Buffalo but, Wild Wings is crazy. Yeah, no. Because Valentine's Day, I'm, you know, my, so my, let me take this back. So my. Nothing my, wrong with the ultimate feast. <laughs> but my average, let's go out to eat, is Gibson's. Hugo Frog Bar. Like, so I'm, these are restaurants I go to on the regular. So I'm not going to no goddamn Buffalo Wild Wings on no Valentine's Day, no White Castles, no, none of that shit. Nobody <laughs> hey, said, Philly, me, Philly's an outback. Yeah. You would go there? You, no, no, absolutely uh, not. Because so I don't. Outback eat, is not even equivalent to Red Lobster? Because I don't eat steak like that. So I don't, so I, I, like, I wouldn't go to, um, What's that? Um, what's that? Uh, Fogo de Chow. Like I don't. I heard Fogo de Chow is so hood now, dog. Like you don't even. Oh my god, it is. So whenever I'm going to like Wildfire downtown, you know Fogo de Chow right there on the corner of La Salle, and every time I go past, I see nothing but us. And Kelly's and 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 Buck Fifty hats. God damn. What's going on in there? But see, I don't like. I'm not eating a bunch of steak. You know what I'm saying? I'm not eating a bunch of fed meat. So, I don't go there. All right. I said that was the last question, but this is the last, last question. So, we, hey, it's Valentine's Day. We done closed on the house. The investment property. Boom. We already living together. Not living together. I be at your crib. You be at my crib. We got our own shit. But, man, shit. Here go the D. Here go the title. Here go everything that you said that you wanted. Here go the keys. I got a brand new range. Wadi bam. Bow tied outside. Wadi bam. And I know you don't really fuck with that. You know, uh, uh, restaurant food. So I'm cook for you. Da 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 da. I whip that shit up. Boom. Put that shit on the plate. Feed your ass. And that shit is disgusting. <laughs> what do you tell that nigga, dog? What do you say? Okay, babe. You, you, you know you tried. I I love it. Mm, it's so good. But let me. Let me go in here and see what we, we come up with. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm going to eat a couple. I'm going right. to eat a little bit. Right. But I'm like, mm. you You intermittent fasting all of a sudden. You intermittent. <laughs> all right. So the food, everything I just said is still in play. The food is bomb.com. Best you ever had. Wadi Bam. He gets you into that bedroom. He done already ran a bubble. Hold on. He done. Bubble bath, washed your body down after dinner. Got the candles and the ambiance and the essential oils going. This nigga done did all this shit. And he said, man, you just gonna have to suck this dick, though. So now the night is no longer about to. The, light, the night is no longer about to sexually. I mean, you know, to end the night off, he want to thank you. And, and you ain't getting yours. He finna get his. What say you? Oh, well, I got all my gifts, so let me go ahead and thank you. <laughs> Quick, now I'm going to sleep. Like, we good. We good. She's like, actually, I brought Stacy. She's actually going to handle that for you. <laughs> this is your better I mean, like, time, Oh, shit. What happened? Yeah, no, that's like, that's not an issue. You gave me everything that I asked for. A great yeah. meal, a relaxing bath, and all you wanted some head. Oh, that's easy. Sure. All right. And what if he also has Stacy in there? And it's like this y'all first time, but she's also gonna participate. This is how we end in our night. Your best day ever, his best night ever. 
You ain't never what? met Stacy. You ain't never met Stacy. Stacy okay. in the closet waiting. So here's my thing. See, I, it's not. It's not that I would say no, but who the fuck is Stacy? How does she know you? And see, I don't need them. Like I don't need nobody in the same city. Okay, this is some shit we do on vacation. No, not in the same city, sir. So I'm gonna need Stacy to go, and then we plan a trip, and then you figure it out from there. Okay, because I can't do the same city, same mix shit. No, it's not gonna work for me. But if Stacy don't speak any no speaking no no English has been flewed in just for this special occasion, and it's obvious she'll be heading right back the fuck out the next day. We good? <laughs> Are we good? Okay, so then we me and him. Okay, so what? Now I already know what I need Stacy to do. Like I already know. So what you what what are your thoughts? Well, how do you see this planning panning out? And then if we come to an agreement all right come on let's let's get it going that I means i got to work but okay come on i will leave you with this final thought especially because i said all of those prerequisites have already played themselves out throughout the course of your day your best day ever in order uh -huh. for this nigga to have his best night ever and women i hope you all women under the sound of my voice i hope you receive this whether it's on the live or whether it's on a pre-recorded rewatch the key to keeping your man happy you need to know when to shut your mouth, and we know you need to know when to open that motherfucker. And this is one of them situations where it ain't gonna be no questions about who the fuck, when, where, and where I was Stacy. You need to know when to shut your mouth, and you need to know when to open that motherfucker up. And on that note, I think that about wraps us up for this week's segment of relationships on this week's episode of This and the Third. Literally. Thank you all for tuning in and turning up for another dope episode of the Lifestyle Show that gives you life. Once again, it's been a pleasure serving as your host. It's your boy, Calvin Leroy King the Third, my lovely co-host with the most, Ms. Reese Peace, the one and only. Be sure to tell a friend and tell a friend to check us out. Turn in and tune up with us each and every time you can on all social media platforms and all streaming platforms by searching this, that, and the third with third spell I-I-I, like the Roman numeral three. Once again, it's been a pleasure serving as your host. It's your boy, Calvin Leroy King the Third, my lovely co-host with the most, Ms. Reese Peace, the one and only. And we are the Undisputed King and Queen of Chicago Podcast. Check, Check us out. out. This is a Christmas dream, Christmas dream, Christmas dream. This, that, and the third. Christmas dream, Christmas dream, Christmas dream. Doing this, that, and the third.